1: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Hey! 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 And welcome to We Knows Parenting. I'm Peter McNerney.
4: Man, do you not associate that song with like the most some of the most exciting moments of your childhood? Uh, <laughs> and
2: this is Beth Newell. Um, I don't know if I do directly, but I feel like I know what you mean. Yes. I'll say yes to that.
4: You guys were probably not playing that at like Cubs games. You were playing like, Bone in the USA. <laughs> what? I, I'm just a, guessing. A,
2: a New Jersey anthem? Yeah. No, well, in Chicago we, you know.
4: What is the Chicago
2: Well, we were much more, we just had a live organist. That was the Chicago <laughs> stadium in Wrigley Field. There was none of that, those stupid bells and whistles. None of
4: that. AM radio fancy nonsense with the
2: well Wrigley with Field the now, music now has and big, the big screen that's why you go to anyway
4: we come here for the warmth the <laughs> Is
2: this your Chicago accent? Hi, I'm from Chicago, Illinois. This is what we sound like in the Midwest. Uh, Beth lost her drink. Um, I can't. I can't find it, it
4: anywhere, and it's.
2: We're recording.
4: It's a lost cause. I don't know.
2: Later than normal because we had to search for this drink. It's a lie. I didn't help. I didn't look.
4: But uh, you made literally no effort to look as I it's, combed the grounds of our two-bedroom apartment.
2: My neck hurts. I slept on my neck wrong, and I've. It's one of those like my whole body hurts. You all did day. when I
4: was yeah. walking around you. I was muttering about where my drink was, and you were like, "My neck hurts. My neck." Hurts. <laughs> In your classic Midwestern accent.
2: I'll tell you what, my neck, it is... I got a literal pain in my neck.
4: Um. Oh boy. Tell us more about this fascinating... I can't
2: get the height of my chair correct to talk into this microphone so that it might, my neck doesn't hurt. See all this sounds? Anyway. Boy, a uh, lot's happened sounds... this week.
4: A lot... Wait, what happened this week?
2: Well before we get to the major events i want to say something before i forget it maven found this superhero mask thing that we have Mm -hmm. and she goes give me that mask daddy and i go here you go and she grabs it from me and she looks at me in the most mature voice i've ever heard come out of a three-year-old she goes daddy watch and learn (laughs) (laughs) i put on the mask (laughs) i was like Where did you
4: hear that? She's been wild lately. She's um she's really feeling herself like
2: (laughs) watch and learn, Daddy.
4: (laughs) She's been so we had a play date yesterday and Mm -hmm. Bryn's friend came over and she the second we got home with him, she ran into a room and she was like, I need to put on my princess dress. (laughs) And she like put on her big red princess dress from these costumes. That we just inherited from my cousin's kids, and she was like, she like sauntered into the living room, and then she turned to you and whispered, "Lucas is in my house."
2: <laughs> she sat right next to him.
4: Yeah, they were all sitting very close to one another.
2: And sat a lot next to him, and then looked over at me and whispered,
4: "Lucas is in my house." <laughs> and then like, so then like halfway through the playdate, she went into the bedroom and did a costume change into a princess uh, sorry a mermaid costume and then she waltzed back in with her fins (laughs) uh, she was very
2: watch and learn daddy
4: she was also like mostly naked for half the day which i think she was enjoying yeah well she loves that um i can't blame her uh she looks great
2: (laughs) you uh you just bought some sweatpants shorts I did. You want to talk about him?
4: Um, I think you can attest. It's very sexy (laughs) development. It's a very sexy
2: development in our lives. (laughs) The Beth bought some sweatpants that are also shorts.
4: Sweatpants shorts. Yeah, they're great.
2: Sweat shorts.
4: I just, you know, I have to say, I thought about this for a long time. And I was like, all of my pajama shorts, I don't feel comfortable like walking out into the hall and like taking the trash out or whatever. You know what I mean? And I was like, I just need some like... Trash taking out pants. So I need like granny pants for like mm. just moseying around and living my life. You know what I mean?
2: I wouldn't call these granny pants. I call them <laughs> hip mom sweatshorts.
4: I feel like I look like I'm at, like, at field hockey camp. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's not glamorous, but I'm it gets comfortable, the job done. you know.
2: <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> Thank you. I've only seen them. Thank you,
4: platonic life (laughs) mate.
2: I've only seen them in a poorly lit room while you were backlit, so I can only tell you that the silhouette is Mm, great.
4: Thank you. The problem is I spend so much of the day looking glamorous. At the end of the day, I just, I want to, I need to strip down a little. I just
2: got to lower my modesty, look (laughs) like crap, feel like a a real person. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we also went to a baby shower this weekend. We went to
4: a baby shower. That was big. You we, all
2: know Sam and Raisa. They were a guest on the podcast uh, when we found out they were having a baby. It's getting close. November. We went to their baby this shower. This is your brother. It your baby,
4: is, baby, 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 bitty brother baby is boys. about to have his first child, which is very exciting with his very funny, lovely wife. Yes. Um. And so Bryn, of course, <laughs> we were trying to explain what a baby shower was to Brynn and Maven and Brynn was like, We're gonna get to see the baby come out. <laughs> like once again.
2: <laughs> he was very interested in that. He's idea. really
4: fascinated. Oh, this reminds me, I so my sister was here last night, and he started talking to her about marriage or something, and he was like, If you're a grown-up, you have to get married. <laughs> and my sister's not married, obviously. And then She's, Obviously. Uh, Well, <laughs> just we all know she's not married. And she was like, but I'm not married or whatever. And he's like, you gotta. And I was like, and he was saying, he was like, grown-ups have to be married. And I was like, well, I, I think this came about because we we're talking about like, at, you can't get married until you're 18 or something. Yeah. And then he thinks that once you turn 18, you immediately have to get married.
2: He's like, I got to start looking.
4: So he was like talking to my sister and me and I was like well I didn't get married until I was like 24 and he was like I was like are we in trouble he's like yeah you guys were bad and you need to be married and then I was like trying to explain to him I was like sometimes people don't want to be married or they don't know anyone that they want to be married to and he he goes but what if someone's in love with you and he was like so passionate in his like, and he's like what if they want to marry you and then He, like, went and found... So my friend Sam, for my birthday, just sent me this very sexist um, vintage postcard where a man is, like, kissing the maid while his, like, hag of a wife is in the background. And Bryn...
2: If it's not clear, she sent this to you ironically.
4: Yeah, but it's very funny and cute. And so... Bryn pulled this off the shelf. He was like looking for an example because he was, oh he was telling my sister she should just go look out the window and find someone to marry, and <laughs> then he like went and looked out the window and was like mm, there's nobody out there.
2: She just squirrels. <laughs> oh so, no.
4: So then he grabbed this picture down and he was pointing to this guy, this like 1950s 60s like cartoon man, and he was like Allie, you need to marry someone like this and she was and she being a a
2: cheating scuzzle
4: (laughs) and and she being a lesbian was like uh i'm not really interested in him and then she pointed to like the maid and was like i'm more interested in her (laughs) and he was like he was like you're not into men or like he was like stunned and i was like some people are not into men and he was like, Allie, that's not nice. <laughs> uh, and it was. We I've had talked su- about
2: this with him before. This yeah. not be a surprise to him.
4: But I think he's really into the idea of like being in love. You know what I mean? He's
2: a little romantic.
4: He's really romantic. When we watch like Disney movies, the kissing parts, he gets very excited.
2: He, he looks at you and he goes, ee! and then he runs over and like hides his face. I
4: get it, though. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's the big moment in the movie. Like oh,
2: that was me at that age
4: all little I, soft-hearted I, children. <laughs> I was
2: always in love with somebody for my entire life.
4: Who were you first I don't we don't want to go on this tangent right now. I uh, just
2: remember the like in in, in pre-K there was always just like the girl in the class that I was like I I'm, I'm going to pay attention to this person and I want them to pay attention to me and I will chase them around the playground.
4: I think we, we've already talked about this a little bit, but my when I was in kindergarten on the playground, we had a game where the boys would just, like, push each other or, like, the boys would push the girls or something. And I was, like, very into just pushing the boys.
2: <laughs> you still are.
4: Yeah, and I was like, that's my love language is just, like, it, touch, it, physical. It,
2: <laughs> it weirdly is. It's like any, any t- time, you know, like... We've been in a playful, like, i uh, wrestle you. You go from zero <laughs> to a hundred of, like... I'm going to kick your ass.
4: Because I think it's really funny how angry you get if you start to lose control of the situation. Like you're like, well, you don't, because you don't want to be like, because you, you're you trying not to hurt me. But you're also like so angry about the idea that I could have the upper hand. Like you're just like. No, there's no anger involved. I don't know. It's just funny to watch you reflexively. Like It's
2: just the <laughs> I'm stronger than you and it's like you
4: were like i need you to know that i'm strong I was going into this
2: mode going like well i assume we both know that i'm going to win this if we're really going for but it but
4: it's not true because and you don't have that, the endurance that i have
2: you would think that you would you know not go 100% cause it's you not know true it's that. not going to be real and you just immediately go 100% so i have to go 100% or you're going to tickle torture yeah. me or something <laughs> and i'm like this this is sort of fun but it's also a lot of work and I'm now very tired
4: uh, yeah that's fun to get exercise together I not to fuck with you <laughs> uh,
2: so the other big thing um, the other big thing well I just wanted to say uh, Maven talking to racist belly and feeling the baby kick
4: oh yeah there was at this baby shower we went to there was a six day old baby six day old so tiniest teeniest most beautiful baby and Maven was looking at it and like also looking at Race's belly and
2: doing the it. math.
4: Yeah, it's exciting. She's going to be the big cousin for once.
2: Um so I I've been feeling a little baby crazy.
4: You like, have? Yeah. Wow.
2: I've been s- seeing babies and saying weird things <laughs> that I regret. Mostly Things like, oh, oh boy, it's taking all my energy not to grab that baby. Like things like that. That
4: people like are your, like, "Whoa, calm down, creep."
2: Like your your uh, aunt, your aunt can say, <laughs> but like a big bearded man can't. So, my good buddy John Dixon, who we had on the podcast a long time ago, who was looking to adopt, uh, it finally happened, and he had a great story about it after some really. Uh, <gasps> Frustrating and sad and uh, 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 dead end um, uh, p- paths ended up with uh, a beautiful baby, and he's moving to Europe. So, we had lunch before he we went, and he brought his baby, and I didn't know he was bringing the baby. And I was so you, surprised. You went goo goo went over that. Gaga, and I just immediately grabbed this baby, kissed this baby. I was like, oh yeah, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to just touch people's (sighs) babies. I
4: mean, you can if they're about to leave the country for for who knows how long. You didn't seem offended. If you have a close relationship with someone, I think... It's pretty welcome for you to grab their baby in most cases. Yeah. I had to play it cool <laughs> at this baby shower this weekend because the baby was only six days old and they were like debating mm. whether they should even take it out of the house. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to try to touch your baby, but I wanted to grab that
2: baby. By
4: all rights, I should be able to hold the baby that's right in front of me in a room. By
2: all rights, <laughs> my <laughs> ovaries say I can grab that baby, please. That football sized baby oh, my gosh. sleeping just, angelically.
4: It's like an animal instinct that I wanted to go over and like smell its head. Like, I was really tempted yeah. to be like, I'm not gonna touch your baby, but if I could just get a little sniff of the head, like,
2: can I get a whiff of that baby? That,
4: I feel like that's the thing when you have, when I had a baby, people would say stuff like that, like ants and people who are just like, they wanted to like come over and do that. And it was like, yeah, I get it. Like, you only get, smell s- my baby. At, over the years, you only get so many run ins with a nice, chunky baby. <laughs> I, you got to take them while
2: you can get him. You know what I mean? in Brooklyn as soon as it's born. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So the other, the big thing that happened today. There's no school today, tomorrow, Rosh Hashanah. And, uh, which means I was home with Bryn all day today, but I had to go in to do some work. Uh, it's story pirates. We have a new office. It's really exciting. And I figured Bryn would be excited to go to story pirates. Cause he's a story pirate fan. And, uh, Boy, what a treat it was! Bryn was such a big kid. He did a lot of walking through New York City. He had his little backpack full of full of Transformers and snacks, and he did not complain about anything the entire day.
4: Well, it's very exciting for him.
2: It was. I mean, I have took him in recently. Before, it was more walking. I had less videos on my iPad. He was. He got tired quickly that day. But today, he had a little room with a couch. He loved it.
4: The key is unlimited iPad access. I just I gave
2: me the iPad and the Netflix, and I forgot about him for a few hours. <laughs> so we got off the train. We drove to the train station, took the, the Grand Central, or the Metro North into Grand Central. And then he started walking and realized his pants were too big, and they were falling down. And he was holding them up, and I go, okay, we need to go buy a twist." not a twist tie, a hair tie or, or a rubber band or something to like between his belt loops to cinch it. And I go in and boy, I did not expect to find belts at the right aid. And, uh, I found a belt that had notches for the whole length of the belt. There were only adult belts, but there were notches for the whole <laughs> length of the belt. And so I bought this belt and put it around Bryn, and it loops around him almost two full times. Uh, and he could not have been more excited to own a belt. He kept going to the bathroom and he it took him 10 minutes to take the belt off, but he would not accept help because it was such a cool thing. I feel like he felt like a real big kid.
4: More and more, he's just becoming a mini you. It's my boy. It's just uh, <laughs> your boy. My boy! Uh, yeah, he's just like, straight talking he's like you gotta get married when you turn 18
2: here's how it works
4: you're gonna find a wife she's gonna be beautiful you're gonna love her
2: you're gonna have a baby yeah he still doesn't he still doesn't understand the gap between because when i tell our story to him I talk about falling in love and getting married and when I brought all our family and then we had babies. And so like the gap between getting married and having a baby doesn't exist to him.
4: Yeah. Well, my, that was one of the things my sister was telling him where she was like, you know, sometimes you can have a baby with someone and not even be married. And he, it was just like, he was just like, no, this doesn't fit my narrative. (laughs) Like he,
2: he, Uh, I very recently told him this exact same thing.
4: Yeah. I mean he's, he'll get it eventually. He
2: out, he's a microcosm for a, uh, a certain portion of this world.
4: he's still pretty vague on like how the baby comes out so it's not <laughs> like yeah well
2: well it was a good it was a good daddy Bryn day.
4: that's great <laughs> this next segment is called Would You Knows. It's where we present each other with parenting hypotheticals. Okay, Beth. What?
2: We got a we got a Would You Knows this week that really really breaks the mold. <laughs> I'm just going to read it. It's lengthy, but boy is it specific and comes with it a lot of questions. Hey, Beth and Peter. I have an 11th-month-old baby girl and started listening to you guys during the many, many nights feeding, and I quickly caught up with all the episodes. Thank you for posting a funny and bluntly honest show, which has helped me see a glimpse into the future once my daughter grows from cute baby into tyrannical toddler. But anyway, on to the scenario. You pick up Bryn from school... And in the playground, he points out his new friend, who we will call Daniel. As you spot the new kid, you see him run towards an adult, an adult you recognize as Graham. Graham is the friend who you met 10 years ago through mutual mutual acquaintances. He was the guy everyone thought was the greatest. He was friendly, funny, seemed like a decent guy. You became friends quickly, and he is a frequent guest in your house. You couldn't say a bad thing about Graham. But then everything dramatically changed. It started with Graham house-sitting while you were on holiday, which he had done before without incident. You returned to a clean home, but a woman you have never met watching TV. Graham apparently told her it was okay to stay while he was at work. And yes, he knew that day and time you were due back. You knew what day and time you were due back. This wasn't something you discussed b- beforehand, but you are not happy that Graham thought that leaving a stranger in your home was okay. When you call and tell him politely but sternly that your friend, uh, that, that you found his behavior inappropriate, he doesn't apologize. In fact, he doesn't respond. He doesn't even come back to the house to pick up his things. You end up having to kick out the girlfriend when it becomes clear he wasn't returning. After this incident, you don't hear from Graham again, even though you had tickets for concerts and shows, some of which he still he was still to pay for. And as word spread, more and more people start grumbling about Graham and how he didn't turn up at a wedding, he owed somebody money, etc. he became become the main topic of parties had more and more people uh, bond over, how the same person screwed them over. Over the years, however, your social group started to shift, settle down, have kids. The parties became playdates, and eventually Graham became a distant memory. And now you see Graham less than 10 feet away <laughs> from you. Whilst you <laughs> stare in surprise slash shock, you can hear Bryn asking if he can go to his new friend Daniel's house. As Daniel and Graham start walking over, you can see he doesn't seem to recognize you, but you know that face. You know that voice. You know it's him. Flashing before your eyes, you remember all the trouble he caused you. The shortfall uh, from tickets he never paid you. The random woman you found eating your peanut butter with a spoon from the jar. The fact you had a suitcase (laughs) full of his crap in your spare room for a year waiting for him to pick it up and eventually threw it out. Now he is standing in front of you, extending a hand to shake. And he says, hi, I'm Matthew. While smiling that smile, you would know anywhere. You know 100% that this is your former friend who has just given you a different name. What do you do? Thanks, Nicola.
4: Wow. First of all, that was very well written. It it feels like this very specifically happened to her.
2: But I, I have been debating this all week. It's hard. This is something that clearly happened to her or she is a very good <laughs> fiction writer.
4: I feel like parts of it are true for her.
2: Um, I mean, obviously, the thing where she says, let's call him Daniel
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it makes me think we're skipping over a real name. Yeah, but uh, there's two things. Let's discuss. Did this happen? And what would we do?
4: I mean, the only part of it that's less plausible as to whether it happened is the fact that he has a new name, like that someone would go to that length because there's part of her story where you're like, okay, this guy was clearly a mess. He sounds like maybe he's like, was like an addict or going through like a mental health episode or something like he was...
2: Yeah, he could have done something.
4: Like everyone thought he was a big mess at that phase in his life. So it's like it could be something like that where he turns into a normal person after he gets help or whatever, but
2: But the name change But the imp-
4: name change implies, implies tells maybe you it
2: got way worse
4: (laughs) yeah either it got way worse and he's really running from something or
2: witness protection or just starting (laughs) like a fresh page
4: witness protection he just drunkenly stumbled into witnessing a crime (laughs) uh i don't know yeah anyway the the name change is a red flag I, this is how I feel about a lot of people who have done far worse crimes. Like, sometimes when you when you know people who have been so horrible to you at a certain point in your life, no matter how much you've moved on in the distance, you're never really going to rekindle, like, a close <laughs> relationship with that person. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it seems unlikely.
2: <laughs> well, um, see, that's the thing is, like, if you just ran into him, you go, OK, great. I'll play along and then I'll never see you again. Yeah. But if suddenly it's I didn't want to have a play date with Daniel. That's uh, tough. Um, I would. Brush it off. I would change the subject. I would make small talk and then I'd lie about having to go and then I would run away.
4: Right. That's a good thing about awkward parenting situations Is you can always just claim to be like busy or exhausted or you're just like what? Uh sorry, got to go. <laughs> can I uh can
2: I have Daniel over? <laughs> can I have a million dollars? <laughs> it's great to see you. We got to go to uh skating lesson. Let's go. All right.
4: I mean our kid really says skating lessons. I feel like it sounds like it's an excuse but we usually genuinely are busy all the time. We always have uh, skating <laughs> lessons. But I think that's most people, and that's why I think it's a good excuse. <laughs>
2: um, boy, this is a nightmare scenario um, for me. Yeah, really. I want to know what happened to Graham slash Matthew. That's 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 the crazy part. But well, him just going, "Hi, I'm Matthew." You know. Oh, great. Well, he has chosen to not get into this. So <laughs> if I don't say anything, we have agreed. That we're never going to acknowledge this thing. Uh, Yeah.
4: It's almost like you would prefer to not acknowledge it and that rather than have to talk it out with them. (laughs)
2: Well, the question is, is he lying to you or does he truly not recognize you? Because if he's lying to you, then he doesn't want to hang out either. Then you can just go, okay, yeah, maybe we'll (laughs) talk sometime. And then you leave and then you know you're done. But the weird thing would he to be like for him to follow up and just to continue this facade I now it starts to feel like a movie. Promos.
4: It seems unlikely to me that he's lying in just this one scenario. Like like if you're at a playground where other people could be hanging out that you mutually know, it would be weird for him to just like one off say it a, a different name. <laughs> for, I mean there I guess there are people who would do that, but.
2: Oh, I mean, I think this is, it's 10 years later.
4: Right, but it seems like he lives in your town. um, Like, he lives in your community.
2: These are details, this is a very detailed email that we got, but <laughs> we still have some missing details. Location, like, I'm just is saying everything. he's
4: going to see you around, like, he's Yeah, not, is this
2: your, both your hometown? Or I don't did think, you move I don't think he's he going to
4: lie about his name unless he's like really dumb, which is possible. I don't think he's going to just lie about his well, name. it doesn't
2: sound like he makes the best choices.
4: <laughs> I do like <laughs> I just need
2: to know, did this happen? I will say Did like, this
4: happen? In my experience with like my friends and some of the weird like fuckboy men who need to go to therapy situations they've dealt with, it isn't unusual for them to lie in a way that is like preposterously implausible and just you're like, what? Like you literally <laughs> just contradicted yourself. Like I, well, it's like, well I in my think, defense,
2: I didn't think about it till I was saying it.
4: I could see this guy being someone who's like, "Yeah, I said that's my name because that's not my name." I, you, you have bad hearing, and everyone here talks about it, and they hate you and your hearing. I like, know
2: people it, like that that have made insanely bad life decisions, <laughs> and they're people that there was zero forethought. It was just covering for the current moment. <laughs> And they're really fun, interesting people.
4: Are they fun, interesting people? Yeah, they're
2: people that live in the moment and are like genuinely funny and smart, but just have no no foresight.
4: No, There's like a weird, there's a weird manipulation that they're doing that's not like, it's not a healthy way to exist in the world. The
2: person I'm thinking of, like, is life is very, very sad right now. Uh, Well,
4: I don't know what you're talking about.
2: I'm not going to get into it. Um, well, um, this, let's this just this end it on that really that depressing. This me. <laughs> made me think of. Well, it's clear what I would do, which is avoid and run away. That's my my <laughs> mode is to socially go. I'm not sure, so I'm gonna bail.
4: Yeah. I don't. I mean, I I I will like not constantly bail on people but i do think when you're getting a lot of red flags around people it's okay to like keep your distance and like see how things unfold you know like you don't have to be someone's best friend just because they're like demanding your attention do you know like yeah i don't know
2: yeah well i yeah i mean but i i think we've both gone both ways on that with people in the past
4: yeah that's true um that's true you never know
2: you never know i'm more standoffish i'm so scared that i just don't connect with anybody most of the time and so i don't fall into these Wait, can
4: i tell you something really completely unrelated to this
2: yeah that's sort of this uh, point of this podcast
4: <laughs> well speaking of being more open to people i feel like in the last few years 10 years i don't know i've gotten much more comfortable interacting with strangers in a casual Basis uh-huh. on these streets, uh, on these means <laughs> as a white as woman, as um, I so <laughs> I was at the liquor store in town, and I was they had these like cans of gin and tonic, which so I asked the guy about it. Like I was like, are these any good? Because I've had some mixed because this liquor store it tends to be like a little more curated than the other ones around here. Like they're mm-hmm. like if anytime I ask them a question, they're like oh, no, we wouldn't stock crap. Like, we care that we're giving you things that taste good, you yeah. know? Um, and so, and it's not it's not necessarily, like, everything there is expensive. They'll have, like, bargain wines or whatever. But um, so I'm asking him about it, and he was like, he was like, oh, yeah, they're really good, blah, blah, blah. And we do tastings here in our speakeasy in the basement of the liquor store. And he was, like, f- from, like, 7 to 9 on Thursdays and Fridays. And I was like, Oh cool, that sounds cool. Like and he was like they have like live music and stuff like that. And I was like cool. I like like a speakeasy vibe. I would check that out. And so I was like I guess I'll have to get a babysitter. And then he pointed to the countertop and was like this woman down the street at the like dance place is doing like dance and movement classes from seven to nine while we do our tasting so that parents can drop their kids off and come here and drink in the basement for two hours and i was like wow these this is really like a perk of the suburbs it's like (laughs)
2: that's the most suburbs night i've ever heard
4: i'm really skeptical though that our kids would be willing to go out at 7 p.m on a friday just in terms of their energy levels at that point in the week
2: (laughs) oh yeah i mean their bedtime is fast approaching
4: it's like, it's really hard to say.
2: Oof. It's, um, I'd like to see the speakeasy before I commit to this.
4: I don't know if there's photos online because it's a speakeasy. It's, oh, it's super it's top illegal. secret. It's crazy illegal.
2: <laughs> I always go in there and there's one person standing behind the counter and there's another person standing behind a table and they're doing a wine tasting. And Here's
4: what I like about the idea of a speakeasy uh-huh. is that I don't really care too much about the... Decoration or whatever. If as long as if I'm in a place at nighttime, they're keeping the lights dim so that I don't feel insane. Yeah. And this is something I'm increasingly realizing is that I have an extreme sensitivity to light at the ni- in, at nighttime.
2: Oh, at nighttime, our apartment <laughs> is a cave.
4: Um. Anyway, that, I guess I think I already talked about that on the podcast. Anyway. Yeah. Um. But so we got to go to Speakeasy at some point and drop our kids off somewhere until they. Uh, are insane and flipping out. And then so we got to go out. to a speakeasy
2: now <laughs> in the basement of a liquor store. Um, So, Nicola, boy, <laughs> this this email um, really got me. Please.
4: I think, I just want to reiterate, I think it's not irrational to just skirt around people who seem like they might be a powder keg of issues. Like, you don't have to... <laughs>
2: There's people in my life I know that would handle this very differently. There's friends of mine who would just go, Matthew, <laughs> Graham, <laughs> Graham, it's you, it's me, me. What's the deal? And I sort of I and sometimes I feel
4: like you're referring to a very specific person. Uh, <laughs> I'm
2: not going to say I'll let them decide who I'm talking about. Um, um and in some ways I envy that. That people can just say what they're thinking. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm not that person.
4: Well, I feel like the people who are more social and more like interested in those kinds of interactions are just less sensitive to other people's behavior in general. Like they just shrug stuff off more easily than I'm capable of. So yeah. I like, it's okay for them to have a large social circle of like just random people. Like they just... They can absorb people
2: lightly. They
4: can, yeah, they can like disengage or something. I don't know. Um, But yeah, it's uh, it's a lot.
2: It's too much energy to... As I've gotten older, it's gotten worse. More introverted. It's been so much energy. I don't even know what it is. Just thinking about how I'm coming across.
4: I feel like I'm more social as I get older. Because I realize that it's not... I think you are. It's not about necessarily the people I'm interacting with, like, who they are. It's more about the quantity of of time I'm spending with people in the course of a week. Like, I like interacting with people in spurts, and then I need to, like, retreat and go into a dimly lit room. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: I think now that I'm thinking about it, I'm just... Not interested in anything or anyone ever, and it's scary and depressing. Except for
4: me, but you're so obsessed with me.
2: Yeah, well, you play so hard to get that I—it's tough for me to get sick of you because you give you're me. You're welcome. These, yeah, I, I've, grown, I've grown to appreciate <laughs> how you interact with me, which was not how I wanted to interact with you. Uh, but now that it's sounds good.
4: really bleak.
2: I feel like our Venn diagram is merging. And every day, (laughs) I'm happier (laughs) to be married to you. On that backhanded uh, sentiment.
4: Wow. You sound so happy.
2: I really am. It Uh, sounded the opposite, but I love you.
4: Can I segue into a segment?
2: What does that mean? Sure. Sure well we need to do we need to do an ad okay we do it all right oh boy get ready best about to interest something we'll be right back
3: i'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for god to give you your next step and you don't know what it is yet you need god to show you your next step
2: and now it's time for did you knows this is where we share something we learned and beth has something she has not told me about
4: okay so i kind of maybe told you a little bit which is that i had a phone reading with this psychic on friday who I, this woman who i follow on instagram and um so i okay, I asked her, She's like, you have any other questions? And I, so I was like, what about uh, my husband and kids, I guess. That was like the end of- well, What
2: about my husband and kids, I <laughs> guess. This was like
4: towards the end of the reading after I got out the other questions. Um, and I feel like, maybe I said this before, but I don't, I feel like I don't ask <laughs> when I speak to psychics, I don't ask them about stuff related to you or the children because I'm not worried about it. Like, I'm just sort of like, well- our relationships are good. Like we're, I'm not like, I know the issues that we're navigating there.
2: Yeah. There's, there's no mystery to them.
4: Yeah. It's just like, I don't like, it's like they're, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, so then I couldn't think of anything else. (laughs) I was like, yeah, sure. Like tell me what's going on with my husband and kids. And and (laughs) so she told me about our children and she was like, pretty apt um, but she was saying you know like Maven's very sensitive like me which we've talked about before and she said something interesting about Bryn which is that she thinks he's good with his hands which is so funny because on this podcast we've talked about how he got poor marks for scissors
2: yeah and he can't, <laughs> can't catch the ball and his hand eye coordination is yeah not so I good. was like
4: that's actually shocking to know but Um,
2: or incorrect
4: that was the one thing she said that stood out I'm trying to remember everything else she said but she was like she was talking about how Maven's very sensitive and he's more like practical like business minded which I think is very funny of like his like tone oh sure Um,
2: yeah well he's he's uh, he likes to explain things yeah um, well Beth just turned on her phone and it lit up the room like a marvel movie blue laser in Sorry.
4: the sky. Sorry. Okay, so I wanted to look at my notes that I took. So she okay, oh, she said he gets bored easily, which I think is very true. And like I feel like he sometimes he has issues at daycare and now at kindergarten where I feel like he is just kind of bored at certain points in the day when they're just like like after school he's just like hanging out. And I always feel like an asshole parent to bring this up, to be like, what, how, what can we do to make his time after school more interesting because like, it
2: sounds like our boy is so smart he's above this yeah he's bored.
4: well because one of the issues he's having at <laughs> after school is that they told me he was pushing people and they were and the woman there who's like 20 something she was like what worries me is that he pushes people out of the blue for no reason and I was like I really do feel like he's Bored. He's like little me on the playground. <laughs> like he's just like I don't know,
2: like little you.
4: Well, because we, as it was a callback to earlier when I was talking about pushing kids on the playground. Oh um, right,
2: right, right. I already forgot.
4: But I do like.
2: I was not me.
4: I don't want to sound like the parent who's like, "No, my kid's just violent because it's your fault." Like I know that sounds insane, but I do think. He does well during the school day when it's structured and he's learning and like it's very simulating. And then after school, I think he's just kind of like, "What's going on here?" Like,
2: I think he literally just gets tired at four thirty every single day.
4: That's also possible. Yeah,
2: that happened today. He was perfect all day long till four thirty. Then he's like, "I'm hungry. I'm gonna push my sister." Yeah, he didn't push her, but he like just, like, grab things from her just to be a little bastard. Right.
4: Well, I, I think what I, <laughs> I wanted... I
2: just called Brenda a little bastard. <laughs> and uh, I just uh, I didn't like that.
4: So what I brought up to the people at after school is I was like, can he bring toys and stuff? Because he's there for a long time. And, like, it doesn't seem like they have, like, a ton of stuff going on. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, can he bring, like, toys? Or, and then I ran into our neighbor whose son is also there and is the same age. And she was like oh, we should buy them, like, workbooks because there's a part of the day after school where the older kids all do their homework and then mm-hmm. the little kids who don't have homework are just, like, sitting around. And I think if we gave them, like, pretend work where they felt like <laughs> they ha- had to, like, sit there and do this together because... Brandon
2: Wood is the kid who would actually like that.
4: Yeah, and I think... Our neighbor son across the hall is also, like, they're both just nerdy little they're boys. They're both little
2: nerd, little nerd boys. They're,
4: yeah, so I think this would be a good thing for them to, like, bond over and, like, feel tough. Like, they're like, we got to do our work. Um, So, yeah, I think we need to order something. She, I'm down Yeah. With this.
2: Um, so... Uh,
4: what did the psychic say about me? Oh, okay. So, this is what I think. Why I brought it up because I think this is gonna feel validating for you.
2: Okay, is she so I, said, I, I Weirdly, you know, as it, you know, I'm not into this stuff, but I'm, but I'm uh, um, more open and less judgmental than I've ever been about it. I feel. Um, <laughs> but the second you said, I asked her about you. I realized that's the first time I've ever heard that, and I felt <laughs> myself get real defensive.
4: <laughs> so. She said that y- the one thing she said about you, pretty much. Well, no, she said nice things too, but she said you're stressed about finances.
2: Uh, not at the
4: moment. I
2: historically,
4: I do. I don't know. I feel like that's. I don't know. Well, that's what she said, and then.
2: I mean, I'm capable of that at any moment.
4: I mean, like what the gist of what I kind of expressed to her in my question was just like I don't like. I was like I feel like there's been some tension between us recently but not like you know maybe like a pretty normal level for par- like parents and uh and I, in so many words I said that and then she said he's stressed about finances and I was like hmm that makes mm-hmm. sense for him um but yeah, then she I, was like but I, would- I really don't see anything big and like she was like you're uh she was like he's She's like, I see this as a solid relationship. He's a great dad. And I was like, yeah, you're you're right. (laughs) Okay,
2: she could stay. (laughs) Although I will say he stressed about finances is the safest thing you could guess about anybody
4: just brush it off and don't access your emotions. I'm just on particularly air.
2: happy about our finances right now, <laughs> which is the only thing. Why. Okay, good. But all right. I like her cuz she made me sound good, and that's really all I care about in the world. <laughs> to a fault.
4: Yeah. And she oh, here's the thing she said about Maven that like it took me a while to connect with this and then I was like, "Oh my god, she's right." So she was saying Maven was really sensitive and like picking up on everyone's energy like me, and then she said she was like, does she get kind of like manic? And I was like, what? And I was like, no, I we we think of her brother as more that way. And then it didn't sink in until after I got off the phone with her. I was like, oh, my God, Maven has been doing this thing where whenever we're around a lot of people for like an extended period of t- like hours on end, she starts to go kind of like insane Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like she's like the most shy person when we get to a party. But then by the end of the night, she's like jumping off the walls. You know, like
2: that's like you. I mean, you're so (laughs) reserved. I mean, people take a lot out
4: of us. This
2: is when we were younger and would go out and drink. There was a certain amount of like you would hit a certain drink threshold and you're just like, okay, I'm going. (laughs) And it was like very rare you would see that Beth. Um, and you knew, like, boy, you were gonna hear a thing from Beth we'd never heard, and she's definitely gonna throw up later. <laughs> I've met this Beth four, four times in my life. I
4: have not thrown up in a long time. No,
2: no, I've say this is literally probably happened four times since I've known you.
4: <laughs> and I it's a really, mode that's
2: exciting and scary.
4: This is why I can't drink. Is I really I can't drink like that because I really, really hate throwing up so much.
2: Remember when you threw up out of the window of that cab?
4: Mm-hmm. And then he tried the ca- cab driver tried to hold me hostage in the cab while you went to get a bucket of water.
2: I handled that well.
4: You did. I, it's still interesting that um, someone thinks your body is a pawn in their game of trying to.
2: <laughs> in his get defense, them. in his defense, like he he, we later found out because we got there <laughs> and you puked out the window while we were on the Brooklyn Bridge.
4: Yeah, on the outside of the car. And
2: like, there's no way he could have pulled over, and so. I right. told him, I was like, I will take care of this. Drive us home. I will take care of it. I will pay for this. We got there. And I go, I'm going to run upstairs and get some water and some soap. And I'm going to wash the outside of your cab. And he goes, she stays here. Like,
4: Yeah, he tried to hold me hostage.
2: And I said, no, she's coming up with me. And I go, here. And I gave him my phone. I said, you can hold this hostage. And he was surprised by that. And he let me go.
4: He was like, actually, this is better. It's more value. Yeah. Uh, cool.
2: I It's easier to sell a phone than a woman. <laughs> uh, that, that was a creepy thing to say. Um, <laughs> but when I came back and I was doing it and he was still... it's
4: fine. You and every other man has thought about it, you know, <laughs> like, just uh, enslaving a woman. Cool. Uh, All right. Moving on. Phone's
2: not going to yell at me. Am I um, right? Um, but at the, as I was almost done, he realized, "Oh, this might actually turn out okay for me." He told me that somebody had puked in his cab last week and like just left, and so yeah. he had to go get this cleaned. And I was like, "Oh, that is so stressful that that happened to you." Of course, you were.
4: No, annoyed I get. At us. I get why it's stressful.
2: Um, but um. We took care of it. I gave him a real big tip, <laughs> and at the very end, like the last second, he was like. Thank you, and then like suddenly he was positive (laughs) in the last moment. Um,
4: Uh, you know, I I just got in an argument with the New York City cab driver last week that really stuck with me. I he was telling he was talking to me about like the UN going on, and then he was telling me about like rich people in New York City, and he was like, you know what brings in the most money? Above all the baseball games and all the everything, he was, like, the U.S. Open because the uh, the rich people come in from out of town and they, like, stay for a whole month and they spend all this money. And I was, like, oh, interesting. And then throughout our conversation, I kept trying to be, like, yeah, well, that's why we have to tax the rich more because he was, like, complaining about the roads and everything. And I was, like – and he kept – he, like <laughs> – refused to agree with me for the whole car ride like no no matter what i would say he's like well the rich people they do make jobs and we need people need those jobs so i can see why they would blah blah and i was like right but we need to tax the rich more and he was (laughs) he like just i'm seeing
2: a scenario where every time he said a whole long thing you would go (laughs) yeah but we gotta tax the rich more
4: well he was he literally was telling me about how he has this friend who's really rich who has an apartment in New York and when he comes into New York he actually stays at a hotel because he doesn't like to make his own coffee in the morning at the apartment but his wife stays at the apartment sometimes and I was like this is like a huge pet peeve I have about New York City is I'm like there are like foreign billionaires with like apartments that they don't live in and never never see and then there's all these people with no housing and I'm like, there has to be a way to tax those people higher. Who oh, that's, have,
2: the, that's what they're talking about right now. yes' yeah, if it's not your got, primary. Residence. So this,
4: so this is like a huge pet peeve of mine. I'm like, it's like why we have to tax the rich? Is I'm like, they have all these resources that they're not using. We could take a little bit of money, <laughs> so that, that the people can have roads that aren't falling apart. And anyway, this taxi driver was just like, crazy girl, doesn't understand.
2: Well, you know what? That sounds like a a more uh, uh, I was going to say productive. It sounds like a real, real debate you were having, <laughs> which is better than most discourse <laughs> these days. I don't know. So good for you both, even if you didn't change his mind. Yeah. This has been... Did you know? <laughs> Well, this has been another episode of We Knows Parenting. If you would like to reach out, tell us a story, give us some advice, ask uh, for our advice, send us a would you Knows scenario. You Email
4: can... us at weknowspod at gmail.com. Or
2: leave us a voicemail at 347-384-7396.
4: Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all your favorites. Should we start a TikTok?
2: Also, what's a TikTok.
4: Oh, it's something the kids have known about for like eight millennia, but...
2: I know it basically only by name. I know it's a thing. I know it's huge, but...
4: It's huge. All right.
2: All right. Um, Please write in. Should we start a TikTok? Yeah, tell
4: us if we should start a TikTok.
2: And explain what it is. (laughs) Uh, Boy, until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.